Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs beat writer for Ken's Five in San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Yes, yes, I am actually using my microphone the right way on this episode of Locked On Spurs. I'm pretty sure my guests will get a kick out of what happened to me recently. Uh, But what are we going to be talking about today? Well, we're going to be discussing Brian Wright and we're going to be looking at the rebuild. But from a Spurs fan perspective, it is another fan episode right here on Lockdown Spurs where we catch up with the Spurs fan to give us the pulse of the fan base and exactly that, Ryan Wright and the rebuild. So without further ado, let's go to bring in our fan rep. You know him, you love him. He's a frequent fan guest right here on Lockdown Spurs, Danny Sanders. Danny, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. You'll be happy to know I'm using the microphone the right way. I don't know if you heard what happened. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm curious now what happened uh, with the other microphone deal, what, uh, what, what the story behind that is now. You have me, uh, you, you, you've piqued my interest. I used a <laughs> microphone backwards. Uh, don't ask me how I managed to pull that off. I, you, I used a microphone backwards. It happens we in, all my done that. in my old We've age. We've all done that. Yeah. The, the, the age is starting to set in, Danny. That's why. That's why I always have my trusty AirPods. Which, by by the way, last last week I was in a foul, foul mood. I was traveling for work. I couldn't yeah. find my AirPods. Um, yeah, I was really upset, and actually found them over the weekend. So that was a win for me. <laughs> hey, listen, we're we're having tech issues. Then uh, make sure to follow Danny on Twitter at Danny Sanders eighty. Do it right now, Danny. You know how these work. You've been there. You've done that here, right? Unlocked on Spurs. So let's dive into it. Uh, it is the off season. Things are going to be quiet for at least a month, month and a half, you know, barring any type of big, big Spurs news. But I mean, this is the slow period of the NBA off season. So it's time to reflect, look back at the off season so far. And it starts with Brian Wright. He was a busy man, right? When the Spurs season ended, it all signs were pointing to something was going to change. Something was going to happen. Veterans are gone. There was a trade DeMar DeRozan. There was a draft. From primo pick to the trade with DeMar DeRozan and the and the return this team got to some of the free agent picks, of, you know, your Doug McDermott, et cetera, et cetera. Danny, how are Spurs fans looking at Brian right now? Well, just to touch on what you said, I mean, we, we definitely have hit the dog days of, of the basketball summer, right? We're, we've hit that window where not a lot's going on, and you can definitely tell by the Spurs Twitter um, just trying to – pick up any morsel of, of, of any kind of basketball right. information out there. Um, but I think to, to answer your question, how, how do Spurs fans look at what Brian Wright's done? I think right now it's incomplete, right? Because I think we, even though uh, we are in those dog days of the basketball summer, we have about what a month and a week before yeah. training camp starts. So I think a lot of us are very hopeful and probably, uh, well, let me let me let me let me let me take a step back. I think a lot of us, I think most of us, I think the ones who are really paying attention, are looking at the roster and thinking, okay, surely we're not going to go into the season like this. I mean, we have I think 17 uh, one to Bryn signs. Mm-hmm. I think we have 17 players under contract. Um, that's way too many. Uh, Why well, I, I, I say way too many? I mean, that's what two two too many at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking we're having to make decisions. I think last week. Once Thursday passed, Drew, Drew Eubanks' contract became 
official and mm -hmm. it was going to be uh, um, for another year. So, I mean, there's there's definitely some moves that need to be made before the season starts. And I'm, I'm sure, I mean, there's going to be some other train, training camp signees uh, brought on just, mm -hmm. just for training camp fodder purposes. But as far as the roster itself, um, I think it's incomplete. I think there's still that small glimmer of hope, especially I saw uh, Stein uh, kind of reporting a little bit, saying that the Spurs are still trying to come up with some trade, some 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 trade uh, um, value or or, mm -hmm. or some kind of trade for for Bill for uh, I was going to say Bill Simmons for Ben Simmons, <laughs> uh, but obviously I mean Daryl Morey he's sticking to his guns and rightfully so I think I was one of the the, the few a few years ago whenever that Kawhi situation happened. And I was like, you know what? Let's let's let it play out. Let him let him start the season. Let's see where it goes. Let's see what happens. And I think in hindsight, maybe that should have been the way we would we, we should have gone. Maybe we kind of let him uh, feel the feel the heat a little bit, not not send mm -hmm. him anywhere, make him report because at that point he was going to be a free agent that next year. And had he not reported, he would have essentially forfeited his free agency for an additional year. And uh, he wouldn't have been uh, a free agent that that uh, that very that very next year. So, mm -hmm. I think Morey is playing it right. I think he's playing it the way he should. I think I think that he should be balking at any offer that's made right now because I think a lot of teams are probably still lowballing him for what he thinks he'd get out of Simmons, and he's not afraid to let Simmons report to camp. So, uh, kind of a, a long-winded way of uh, answering your question, but I think uh, to summarize. What do we think about about Brian Wright and what he's done so far? It's incomplete. And I think especially because what we saw we saw we saw summer league Spurs, right? We saw those first two games in Utah, and you know mm -hmm. what? I was one of the ones that was not crazy about the Primo pick uh, whenever it was first made. I I really really wanted Kai Jones, and I think mm -hmm. several other people out in Twitter world wanted Kai Jones also. But in seeing him uh, perform those first few games in Utah, or the first game in Utah, uh, I think he got hurt uh, after that. Um, I think that last game in Utah, I think they played three games all together. The game either against the, Gre the Grizzlies or the Jazz, I forget yeah. now, but he, 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 play, he played extraordinarily well, really, really well. Um, he's definitely a shot maker, definitely has potential in that area. Uh, he's not afraid of the big moment, as big as you can get in summer league. Um, He's he's definitely confident in himself. He's one of those guys that he's not ever going to lack for confidence. He's going to step on the court, and he's always going to think he's the best player uh, on 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 the floor at that time. And you got to admire that, especially for an 18-year-old. So um, I'm I'm excited to see him, but I'm curious as to what they're going to do with him because I think right. as as has been the Spurs' way in previous years, um, I'm presuming they're going to send him to Austin. I, I, I would prefer that they don't. Um, I'd, I'd like to just go ahead and keep them here and let them, let them develop here uh, in San Antonio. But um, in that regard, I will give kudos to Brian Wright for pulling the trigger on that because uh, that was roundly questioned uh, by not only Spurs fans, but also national media, right. uh, not so much local media. They never really have a take on anything. Uh, but yeah, definitely national media that kind of questioned it, questioned the Spurs and thought, hey, I mean, what are they doing? But I think that was a solid pick. I think that'll prove to be a solid pick. I just, I, I, I hope that uh, he pans out quicker or sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So, yeah, it is an incomplete because let's face it, I don't think that the Spurs are done dealing. You know, you mentioned the roster; it's it's a bit you know too stacked right now. Something's got to give. 
there's, you know, it's all kind of quiet on the Thaddeus Young Aminu front. You know, they've been very, very quiet. You know, you really haven't seen the Spurs kind of push those new guys out in the forefront as they're doing with Wieskamp and, and Primo and with, with Jock Landale, you know, the videos. You know, you really haven't seen that from Thaddeus Young or Amino. So we know something maybe could be down the line. So you're absolutely right. It is incomplete. But Spurs fans definitely had his face on their target board, if you will, saying, all right, Brian, you got to show us something the moment the season ended. They got a lot of money. They used it. They had a draft pick, two of them, and they used them. One controversial, one was pretty safe, Wieskamp. Then they made the deal uh, with Chicago, with DeMar DeRozan. Start off with that one. Were Spurs fans okay with the deal between the Spurs and San Antonio with DeMar DeRozan and the haul they got back? Uh, you know what? I I think because we knew already DeMar was leaving, um, I think most of the fans probably figured, well, it's good we got something, right? I think, I think again, I mean, for, for, for some of us, for a lot of us, for, I mean, depending on who you follow, we were asking for DeMar to be traded a year or two ago because I think we would have gotten a lot more back then than now. But I definitely didn't want to see him leave for nothing. That, that, I think that was, that, that was really important that we didn't see him leave for nothing. And I think that the fact that we got Thad Young, which I think, I mean, is basically just a, a, a trade piece. Um, I don't think he's mm-hmm. ever going to see the floor in a spur. I hope not. I mean... I, I would have loved to have him on the yeah, team. Like you're you're, you're taking away minutes from one of the young here. guys. If that, if you're taking exactly. away some minutes from, yeah, if, if he stays on. Yeah. So that, yeah. Dr. Created, Dr. Recommended. Works up to seven days per use. I'm talking about sweat block wipes. Dry shirt guaranteed. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ratio by Firefighters, and it's the best seller. On Amazon for the past 10 years, over 13,000 reviews, manufactured in the U.S. of A. Where would you want to wear? It's your little secret to confidence. This is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit. Hey, guys, look, I get it. There are certain things that aren't fun to talk about, excessive sweating. Luckily for you, there is sweat block. Hey, go to sweatblock.com right now. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com, promo code locked on, or at Amazon and CVS. Again, that's 20% off at sweatblock.com. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your tv together i'm talking about direct tv stream and it brings your live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports and movies and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at direct.com. That's directtv.com. Once again, learn more at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. I mean, he's, he, he's a perfect piece for a contender like the Phoenix Suns or the Bucks or somebody like that. But, yeah, for, for a team that's, that's truly uh, just in rebuild mode, yeah, I mean, he, he's not really going to help us at this point. So I think the fact that he got that we got something out of DeMar in terms of just assets, 
uh, for that I'm thankful. I'm, I'm glad he, I'm glad we didn't let him walk away for nothing because that would have been disastrous. So um, in that regard, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not crazy about the, I mean, what's like two draft pick or two second rounders in the, mm-hmm. in the future. Uh, if like a lot of things uh, <laughs> uh, swing right for us, I mean, that may or may not, may not ever even happen, but um, I mean, new and, and Thad young, I mean, I think they'll, they'll, they'll probably be, uh, placed in some kind of trade uh, uh, sooner rather than later, I think. Yeah, and look, um, you know, with, with Brian Wright, one thing I did appreciate that he did say in so many words, he didn't say, you know, the phrase rebuild or, you, you know, we're pivoting to uh, a reconstruction. But in so many ways, he pretty much told the fan base, this is now the plan. The plan now is to start from scratch. And I really didn't see the Spurs fan base react to that. It was, I mean, obviously it came at a weird time. You know, he had, they just announced the primo pick. Everybody was up in arms, you know, what Kai Jones, uh, the, some of the Johnson guys were there, um, et cetera, et cetera. But do you think Spurs fans give credit to Brian Wright for at least kind of being honest and saying, look, we're, we're starting from scratch. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest here. I think Spurs fans are really kind of putting Brian right in the clock right now. Mm-hmm. For the most part, what, whenever, whenever we look back at the last, um, at least, at least since the year before Kawhi was traded, right? So that was back in 2018. So let's look back, uh, summer of 2017, Kawhi hurts his ankle against the Warriors. And for the most part, we still believe we have a contender. We still believe we have at least the, one of the top three, four teams in the league, because at that point, not, not many of us knew what was happening with Kawhi. So let's let's go back to that summer, okay? And I think that was right around the time, if I'm not mistaken, um, I think Brian Wright was named either um, assistant GM or maybe even GM of the Spurs there, like right around that time. But let's look at those moves that were made 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 that that summer. We had cleared a bunch of cap space. Well, I say a bunch of cap space. I think we came to an agreement with Powell for him to go ahead and and mm-hmm. um, um, waive that last year uh, in order to make or create some cap space with the belief or with the understanding that we might go after Chris Paul, that didn't pan out. So we ended up doing what? We ended up resigning Pal Gasol to an enormous contract that everybody league wide was like, what in the world are they doing? <laughs> and then we signed Patty Mills to a contract that he probably uh, looking, looking back at it. I mean, it probably wasn't as bad as it. We all kind of felt it was at the time, just considering what Patty was, his importance to the to the team and for continuity purposes at least he kind of still gave us that bridge to the big three and into our last championship um so looking back it probably wasn't as bad as what how, how we all reacted but it certainly wasn't great i mean it, i think he definitely didn't get overpaid but that wasn't as big of a as an issue as the pow deal so we have that to look at. We have the Damari Carroll debacle. We have the Trey Lyles deal. We have the muffed the the, the muffed mm-hmm. contract with Marcus Morris. And I'm sure that may not have been totally our fault, but I mean that still happened, and it still happened under his watch. So I think that there's not necessarily been a move that Brian Wright can point to uh, yet to say, you know what, that was a good move. That was something that I think that we can kind of that he can hang his hat on and be like, hey. I did this. Now this summer, sure, he got something for Demar. He went and got Doug McDermott, and that 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 ended up being a sign and trade. I think uh, after the dust up, the dust kind of settled, 
that was something that was later later found out that we got uh, we got him an assignment trade. Um, mm-hmm. The deal with um, ah, you know what Zach Collins. I'm still. <laughs> I mean, yeah. sure. I'm, the I'm the still contract scratching my head at that. One. I I really am. I mean, yeah. I'm sure the guy is a great guy, but I mean, we can't expect to see him on the court. What I may, maybe after the All Star break, maybe even at, at that mm-hmm. and. I know that he has a non game. And, and even then, the how much year. how much longer does he gonna need to get back into game shape and playing and getting exactly. his system and his chemistry? So I mean it feels like why bother Spurs? But I guess that's for a different show, uh, Danny. But you know, you're yeah. absolutely right. I, I get where you're going at, you know. That Brian Wright had eyes on him. You know, Spurs fan base needed to see something from him. You know, there's that still that idea that Spurs fans have of, well, you know, is he really the man in charge or is still Buford or, and Popovich? And they're probably in there with him in the war room or in the office telling him what their thoughts. But ultimately, you know, it falls on his lap. It, it, the buck stops with him. And he has a title. The, he has a title. He has the title. I mean, he's yeah. making the money. So, I mean, yeah. we're going to we're going to we're, we're going to foist our expectations on him. But, yeah, I think at the end of the day. Pop still reigns supreme. He he's still going to be the one that is probably going to make the last call. I think because that's just who Pop is. And sure, he was occupied the last month and a half or so with the Olympics in China. Or, I'm sorry, not uh, Japan. But um, I know. I mean, I think there was uh, Windhorse had reported that there was a period of time during the draft where neither he nor Kerr were available for comment on anything because they were occupied with the draft. So he right. definitely had his fingerprints over the Primo pick, the Wieskamp pick, and some other signings and dealings that were going on to where he knows what's going on. So, I mean, Wright is the person who's who's the face as, of the GM, but, I mean, I, I still think that most of us believe that Pop's making the decisions behind behind closed doors. Now, let's, let's look at just a couple of the signings that the Spurs have done, you know, that Wright has done, excuse me. That is Zach mm-hmm. Collins. We touched on it a little bit. And then McDermott. How does Spurs fan feels about those signings? You know, I think we kind of already touched on Collins already. It's kind of like, okay, I guess, you know, kind of vibe. But what about the McDermott? I, I still feel that was kind of one of those slick pickups the Spurs are going to benefit next season. I think I, I think McDermott will have his moments. I think, I mean, he, he's definitely a shooter, right? He, he, he definitely proved his bona fides as a shooter and 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 he he's been able to uh stay in the league now for what i think is sixth or seventh year maybe eighth mm-hmm. year so um he's 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 no rookie he, he's he's proven proven commodity as a shooter i mean that's what this league's about now i mean for the last four or five six years this is a three-point league right we and pop said it before you look at the uh the post-game notes you see which team won the three-point shooting contest and that's no, normally a team who wins so you need shooters. So he he's definitely a shooter. I'm going to be very interested to see how he transitions into the Spurs offense because I think you and I talked about this last time. That first year is a one-off, especially for veterans because veterans who come here from other teams, they're not accustomed to our system and the way we run things to where, uh, with the exception of Brent Berry that first year, he was really the, the only one who came in and, and, and really thrived. Um, it's going to be an adjustment period for him. And, and um, I, I think playing with the young guys, playing off of them and kind of playing on the wing and maybe at, at, point, at, at some points uh, initiating the offense, I think, um, I think he'll be okay for us. I think, I think he, he might be one of the, the, <laughs> the, the loan signings we can look at to say, yeah, 
um, Brian Wright did a good job with that one. So for, for, for McDermott, I'm actually kind of kind of hopeful and, and looking forward to seeing him um, tickle the twines out there for us. Built Bar. Celebrate the freedom of choice by going to Built.com. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. And if you don't know what your favorite flavor is, well, you get two of each of the nine flavors in their mix box. Yes, they have a mix box. You get a little sample of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting around, they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Once again, go to built.com. Get yourself 15% off your order. That's 15% off at built.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports. Hey, it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning into football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at BetOnline. Head to the website. Use your mobile device. Sign up today. Get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champs, Buccaneers, and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to 25 bucks for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. You know, you're, you're looking at a, a Spurs team that, uh, you know, Brian Wright has, you know, he's starting to put his fingerprints on it. This is it. Look, we, do you think Spurs fans are given the benefit of the doubt of next season? You know, not expecting, you know, maybe even the play-in. And I don't know, is, is the play-in kind of an expectation? My, <laughs> I guess my point is, is that how much leeway are the Spurs fans going to give Wright in constructing this team, because we, we we pretty much said it, he's probably not done yet. But as yeah. of this recording, you know, we're just going to play devil's advocate here and say, okay, this is who they're going to take go to war with. You know, the Spurs fans would be kind of kind with him, saying, well, you know, it is a rebuild, so yeah, maybe the Spurs are at the bottom of the barrel in the division. Maybe they are twenty third ranked overall, as ESPN uh, says. You, you know, do you think Spurs fans will have patience with him next season? Well, and, and, and here's the main point that I, I really wanted to talk about, because um, here's 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 the deal. Um, I've seen now a couple of posts uh, come out of Vegas, right, that they're they're yeah. they're calling the over under Spurs at 28 and a half games, winning 28 mm-hmm. and a half games. Um, no one knows. No one knows. And that's kind of the I think that's kind of the, the, the beauty of this season. I mean, the schedule came out on Friday. I know we we're all just waiting with bated breath to see, hey, who are, we, who are we opening up against? And that's a murderer's row, that first, oh what, six goodness, or seven games. I mean, brutal. more than likely Jesus. we may go, what, one and five, two and four, if we're being yeah. really optimistic. Um, it's not, I mean, 
we're not going to come out six and zero. All right. So I mean, the eighty two and zero is probably going to go out the door after that first game. But 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 here's the beauty of this season. We've never been in this position, all right. At least not in the post David Robinson or the the, the post uh, um, what like since 1990, since the time David Robinson started with us. From from David transitioned to Tim, and of course we uh, we all know the beauty of what happened with Tim Duncan over those 22 mm-hmm. years uh, or 20 years. But we've never been in the position where we have a fairly solid young core. Okay, I mean I know what we're working with here. We're not working with all stars necessarily at this time. And who's to say if any of those young guys ever will be will will paint out to be an all star? I think at this point the the highest the the player with the highest potential is either is either Lonnie or Keldon, in my opinion. But um I think that the beauty of this is that Pop is going to be able to or Pop Pop is not gonna have a crutch this year with just overplaying vets. I mean, anybody who's mm-hmm. gonna play is gonna be a player it's probably been in the league for less than three or four years. And we've never had that. Never. And it's going to be exciting. I mean, that's all that a lot of us were asking for the last year or two is like, hey, you know what? We know we're not going to win a championship. And at this point, I'd rather get a high draft pick than try to try, try to um, take our chances with a play-in game. We saw what happened last year with the play-in game, the last two years with the play-in game. Mm-hmm. We didn't make it. And it, it it's disappointing because it's so it's one of those things where it's like you, after the fact, sure, that very night of the playing game, we're all hyped, we're all excited, we're like, you know what, we have this. I think I even made some foolish uh, notion that the Spurs would win this last playing game, and we didn't. But um, yeah, yeah, that that night we're all excited about it. But after the fact, once we lose, and once we kind of look back and say, hey, probably would have been better we maybe dropped. An extra four or five games for for a better draft pick, and that's exactly what we see teams like the Rockets have done, um, and we we see who who they have now and, and how their draft uh, their, their their draft class went. So, um, just to answer your question, as far as are we going to take it easy on Brian, as far as saying hey, there's not really an expectation this year that we're going to make the playoffs. I don't expect to make the playoffs. What I am expecting is this: I'm expecting a very young exciting, youthful, fast, up, up-tempo team to go out there and just compete, just play their fannies off, play their, play their butts off, play, play hard on defense. Let's see if we can go out there and make our mark defensively. We have the, the, the thoroughbreds to do it. We have DeJounte, we have Derek, we have Devin, we have Lonnie, we have Keldon. They can all get at it defensively. Um, you notice I'm, I'm leaving out one person that I really don't think um, is the dude um, – uh, at center, but I digress. But um, we 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 have the players to do it. We have the players to do it to go out and and be a good defensive team. Let's start there. Let's start there. Let's see where the chips fly. Uh, uh, and and I think offensively we'll be fine. I know we lost tomorrow. He's going to be like what twenty one mm-hmm. points off the board. But yeah. a lot of other opportunities are going to come up for our other guys. And I think that's going to be what's going to be important to see guys like Lonnie and Kelton, and Devin, and DeJounte, and Derek, and hopefully Trey. I'm really excited about Trey Jones, really, really excited about him because he had a really good summer league. I think he really showed off uh, the work he's done as far as improving um, as a player and a point guard. I went so far as to say I think he's our best point guard on the team, and that's no shade at all to DeJounte and Derek. I just think that as a natural point guard, natural distributor, 
and and a, 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 a player who plays that that position naturally, I think he's our best guy. So that remains to be seen how much time he's going to be given. But I uh, I would like to see him at least get 15 to 20 minutes a game. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it seems to be that maybe the question should be, or or the the sentiment should be, that Brian Wright is on the clock for quite some time. Not necessarily this offseason and that's it. The next regular season and that's it. I think he's on the mm-hmm. clock until this team is somewhat back into playoff contention or a perennial, perennial playoff team. Because I, I believe, Danny, correct me if I'm wrong, that I think even next season the Spurs are going to have some cash on them to go after some free agents. You know, depending they on are, how they, yeah. play, they, yeah, they play this season, you know, they possibly could have another high draft pick. I would love for them to crack top 10. That's for sure. I mean, it's, it's great. You know, they didn't wonders with 29. They did wonders with 11. They did wonders, you know, well, jury's still out with number uh, you know, 12 with Primo and Wieskamp. I get that. But, man, I think I think there has to come a point where this team cracks that top 10 because the last time I checked, Danny, I don't see Kevin Durant or Anthony Davis knocking on the Spurs' door because they want to play for San Antonio. <laughs> So yeah, and that's, I, and that's I think that's, that's going to have to happen yeah. eventually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and that's kind of what that's that's kind of a, a little bit of a bone of contention that I've I've made on Twitter is like, what are we saving this cap space for? I mean, no one's going to sign here. I mean, we've kind of already come to that conclusion, unless okay. And this this is what this is the one caveat I'll give. This is my one out that I'll give myself, unless this year the the young guys just ball out. And they they exceed expectations, and we have maybe a disgruntled superstar somewhere else that doesn't like the situation anymore, and sees us and says, you know what, they may they may not be bad guys to play with. Let me go over there, and that that could be our opportunity. And that's what I think really is what we're doing is we're not necessarily saving that cap space to sign anybody. It's have that flexibility to be able to say, hey, you know what, if in the event something were to happen where someone might be disgruntled. And we have the cap space to go ahead and, and, and bring them in. We can do it this way. We can we, we can create some space and and send out send out a draft a trade exception or, or, or mm-hmm. a cap space ex- exception for, for for them or something to where we can we can do something to create that opportunity to bring them in that way rather than sign them straight out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, let's think about it, right? I mean, when was the last time that that the Spurs front office made moves? I mean, really. Uh, before Brian Wright, we had we had what Kawhi Shine Leonard. Marks and Kawhi Leonard. Well, as far as making more well, aggressive moves in the draft, like what are you? No, no, but I'm I'm talking more in the front office. Oh, in the front we're office. We're talking about okay. Brian Wright. Yeah, we're talking about Brian Wright. We're talking okay. about opportunity. We're talking about just giving him, uh, giving him um, uh, a, a short or a long leash. I don't see the Spurs necessarily at any point firing Brian Wright and saying, you know what, you've done an awful yeah. job. You've, you've yeah. really, you really, you really screwed the pooch on this one contract back. And I mean, still remembering the Pog Saw one. So we're going to go and let you go. That's not the Spurs' mo. They don't do it that way. And that, that, that's why I'm asking. I mean, really, the last time we ever had anybody in that position, it was Sean Marks. And Sean Marks, he left for Brooklyn, which was, I mean, that, that was a great, a, a great mm-hmm. job for him to go get. And then, other than that, we had who? We had obviously Sam Presti. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean. You, we all know who, what, what I think of him. I think he's a boy genius. Uh, he left a long time ago for the Sonics, and now now the Oklahoma City Thunder. We had Rob uh, Rob Hennigan, right? Or Rob 
Rob somebody. Well, he went yeah. to the Magic uh, like twice, eight or nine years ago. I, I forget his last name now. But we've had people that we've kind of tutored and trained up that have left and gone somewhere else. But we've never actually put the ax to anybody, at least not publicly. So I, 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 I can't imagine the Spurs front office getting so disgruntled or displeased with Brian Wright's progress or lack thereof to say, you know what, we're going to move on from Brian Wright. Because at this point, I don't know who would replace him. I mean, I, I was actually ho- really hoping that they would have gone after Daryl Morey last year because uh, I, I think he's a genius also. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that. But, um, yeah. Oh, I mean, he probably I, would have blown up the team by now. He would have blown oh, it sure. up. Oh, he, he yeah. sure. But, you know what, we probably would have ended up with, like, the top three pick this past right. year, which, I mean, yeah. that would have been great for us. But, yeah, he, he, he for sure would have blown it up. He for sure would have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and you look, uh, you know, for me, you know, in my opinion about Brian Wright and what he's done this uh, offseason, I, I think I, it is an incomplete, but at the same time, I like the fact that it is a rebuild, that it's starting. We're starting to see it. There's no more of this. Well, let's plug and play these oh, oh, these aged veterans, and maybe we can still be playoff contenders. I, I like the fact that – I even like the fact that Patty Mills, and they didn't even – you know, well, at least we don't know, but – you know, and make a good attempt to keep him in Spurs colors. And I thought that was pretty interesting, you know, for the Spurs to not keep him around. You know, they did it with Tony Parker, but I get it. Tony Parker is a different level in Spurs history than Patty. They tried to keep him on, but he ended up going to the, the Hornets. Patty was just like, okay, he's gone. Bye. You know, not even an attempt, not even to keep that Spurs culture. Cause you know how big pop and the staff are big in that Spurs culture. They said bye to yeah. him. So, I mean, I think that's also a kind of a, a big kind of storyline that's getting lost this offseason is Patty Mills and what just he represents for this history of San Antonio and this new generation of Spurs. The Spurs to say, bye-bye. Good luck to you in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You know, that's big. So I like this. Now, for me, I got to see what he does maybe at the, all, uh, the, uh, the trade deadline this upcoming season. What's he going to do with this uh, overstacked roster? You know, we, we the signs are kind of pointing to Thad Young and Amino being the key pieces to be moved. They got some draft capital. They have some picks they can throw. There is still that Ben Simmons rumor that's still swirling about even till today. You know, um, so I like the fact that this is just finally the rebuild is here. That's what I like about it. That yeah, okay, I like that good, I like that good, too. Brian, good, Brian. I mean, he, in so many words, look what he said about Primo, that he's just they're, they're playing the long game with him and they're playing the long game with their number 12 pick. That says to me they're playing the long game with this franchise because every franchise has to bottom out. It's just the cycle of sports. Every team is going to go through a rebuild. Yeah. Every team is going to have their peak moments. Spurs had theirs with the glory years and a little bit of Kawhi. Now it's time for them to start all over again. But speaking of starting all over again, we just got a few more minutes left. Um, are, are Spurs fans ready for the rebuild? Uh, they, are they uh, fully embracing it? You know what? I think it's a mixed bag. I think, I think um, I am. I mean, I'm, I, you know what? Whenever I go to the games and watch the games this year, I'm, not, I'm, I'm obviously going to be rooting for the Spurs. I mean, it's go Spurs go every time I'm out there. I'm not going to be actively rooting for them to lose. But I think the nature of the way that the roster is currently constructed, I mean, unless, again, something, has, something changes over the next month or so, I mean, we, we're not going to be a bottom of the barrel. Like, we're not going to be the worst team, I don't think, unless there's some injuries. But we're not going to be a great team. I don't think we're going to be contending for that seventh, eighth, or ninth spot necessarily. I think we're probably going to be 
the Sacramento Kings next year, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that we're probably going to be a 31-37 to 37 win team that's going to barely maybe miss the, 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 the play-in game, which is fine. But as far as are they fully embracing the rebuild, um, it is. It's a mixed bag. Because I think here's, here's, here's the, 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 the downside to being so good for so long is that you can't really get used to your team having zero expectations for that next year, right? I think a lot of us, uh, we grew up in that Tim Duncan area to where mm-hmm. every year we expected either Western Conference Finals or Championship at the very least. That was that was our ground level, right? So now we've transitioned the last two or three years to where, well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll make the play-in game. I mean, that's not really anything to aspire to anymore. It really isn't because at this point, it's either, hey, we're either going to make a deep playoff run or maybe make the playoffs just solidly, or let's just go ahead and throttle it back a little bit and look at the draft picks and see where we're at in the draft. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that middling, that 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 middle of the of, of the of the league kind of team, they're not going to get where get anywhere. And let's let's face it, let's look at the business side of things. We're coming off COVID now for what like a, a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. It seems that way. Uh, last year, we Spurs lost a lot of revenue last year just with everything that happened as far as not having any fans in attendance. And it was limited even this year. I think they started back up in, what, March, I think? March, and then Mm -hmm. from March to April, it wasn't at full capacity. I think last I checked, they're still planning at full capacity this year uh, with masks, but uh, they're really counting on the fact of having fans again. So um, how do we continue to have fans in the seats is what Spurs are going to be looking at. And the, way, the only way they do that is to have an exciting product, if, if, if they're not winning, an exciting product with a promise of, of, of a better future, hopefully sooner rather than later. That's just going to grab the attention mm-hmm. of Spurs fans and people here at San, right. and, and San Antonio. So that's what I think the Spurs should be focusing on right now. And I think yeah. that's why very strategically they dropped the news a, a, week, or, a, a week and a half ago now for this uh, human performance center out in, uh, off uh, 1604 and I-10 by the rim because, again, they're planting that seed like, hey, you know what, we're here for the long term. We're not going to go anywhere, at least not anytime soon. Um, and then also, hey, um, we're going to have a good promising young team with the promise of something better here real soon. And I think that's kind of the, the, what, what the Spurs are saying without actually saying it. I, I look at this rebuild that they're clearly on the path of, and, and, like, and like I said earlier, I'm thankful they are finally doing it. But at the same time, you know, Spurs fans are going to have to realize that a rebuild does probably include trading away some of the current roster. You know, if, if they want to aggressively and rapidly complete the rebuild, then that does maybe... Maybe cost them a DeJounte, may cost them a Lonnie, may cost them a Derek. You think Spurs fans are ready for that inevitability or possibility that <laughs> some of their fan favorite players could be wearing new colors? And see, that's where you're really gonna start a civil war there because I mean <laughs> there's 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 very, very staunch supporters on on both ends. There's those supporters and I'm kind of in the middle, right? I mean, I there's a few players in my mind at least that are more expendable than others. But I have my favorites. Like, everybody knows I'm a huge Lonnie fan. I mean, he's my favorite player on the team. I think he has the most potential. 
I think this year is going to be a huge year for him. I am very curious, talking about Brian Wright and some of the decisions he's made, I'm very, very, very curious as to whether they're going to reach an extension with Lonnie before the end of the year. I think they have up until like October the 18th or something like that, somewhere around that date to do that. And going into this year, if we do not have an extension for him, he's a free agent next year, right? So if he balls out, and I think by that post he made last week saying, hey, I mean, he's heard the disrespect and he's going to be acting different this year, I think I'm expecting it. I'm hoping for it. I think a lot of us are hoping for it. And if he actually goes out and does that, uh, we might end up having to pay a higher price for him than we anticipated that we could just lock him down now. So I'm really curious what they're going to do with that. And I think I even had, I, I think I may have said this in the very first pod you and I did together. Um, if you look back, um, whenever Brian Wright's kind of uh, been the GM, it's been his MO to kind of wait for an extension news to come out right before the year starts, right? Because I think two years mm-hmm. ago uh, was the, the DeJounte news, right? Was it two years ago or last year? I think it was like right before the season started last year or two years ago. Um, I'm forgetting right now what year that, what year this is, but news of his extension came out, and and I, I think uh, his extension was at, what like 14 or 16 million uh-huh. a year. I mean, it, it was a pretty good deal considering. I wouldn't be su- surprised if right around like a week or two before the season starts, they announce Lonnie's extension either. Um, I hope they do because I'd like to see him around for a long time. But yeah, you're right. I mean, whenever it comes to seeing some of our favorite players. Uh, and we all kind of make that mistake, right? We all kind of fall in love with our, our, our young guys and maybe overvalue them more than what they're actually worth. And if we do have a good deal come up to where we can get a game changer here that we do so desperately need, are we willing to see our, our favorite player go? And it's a tough one. It's a hard one. It, it, it's one of those things. It, it, it's one of those hard decisions that a GM has to make to say, hey, you know what? We really like this guy, but we need this guy. And it's, it's a decision that was made, what, uh, nine years ago whenever they traded away George Hill uh, for the rights of, of Kawhi Leonard, and we see how that turned out. So mm-hmm. it happens, and it's one of those things that I think a lot of, a, a lot of us, I mean, it would sting if Lonnie got traded. Uh, I kind of expected it to happen uh, whenever the Ben Simmons cheddar started because I could see mm-hmm. him, I could see the Spurs shipping him back home. But uh, I think as the summer progresses, I think we're kind of getting less and less away from that or – uh, more and more away from that. Um, but yeah, it definitely would sting. Yeah, that is a rebuild. That is exactly what the teams in a rebuild do. They have to get aggressive. They have to tank, as Houston did. They have to get a number one pick and uh, pair them with a solid all-star, as we saw Phoenix. You know, that Aiden, Aiden was number one. I think, what was it, Booker was like 12 or 13. Uh, and they yeah, pair them yeah. with, yeah, they pair them with a veteran like Chris Paul. Spurs have to do that because, as everybody knows, if big big name free agents don't come knocking on San Antonio's door. They don't. Uh, I mean, it's it's. I mean, look, it's no knock on McDermott, but it's kind of like what the second, perhaps, quote unquote, biggest free agent to say, "I want to play with the Spurs." You know, you I had LMA right, right? number one. Yeah. yeah, LMA was number one when he chose San Antonio, and then McDermott was no, probably number two. So maybe Michael yeah. Finley, Michael Finley. Yeah. Like maybe. Oh, yeah. 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 That's true. By the way, before we put a wrap in this episode of lockdown Spurs, I don't know if you saw the title of last of yesterday's um, who was in the, who has the hotter of the hot seats, Samanich versus Walker. Who, who do you, who do you got? Oh yes. 
Uh, I I still say Lonnie. Um, you know, I mean, we've, we, we've gone back and forth and I, I know me and two Twitter users specifically have kind of gone back and forth on, on Luca. I'm not high on him. All right. I mean, I, I think on, on Luca. Yeah. On, on Luca. Okay, okay. On Luca. I mean, I hope he proves me wrong. I, I, I hope at some point he gets an opportunity to show what he has, but I'm not expecting much out of him. I expect the world out of Lonnie. Um, on, a, on another podcast, I had said that with Lonnie, he has a potential if he ever were to put everything together to be a top, uh, to be an all timer. I mean, he, he really can, he has those kinds of tools. He has athleticism and the ability to, to be an all time great. Um, so I think he, especially considering that he has that extension uh, hanging over his head. Uh, I definitely think he's more on the hot seat than Luca is. I think Luca at this point, you know what? I don't know if anybody's expecting much out of him, with the exception of yeah. uh, maybe a couple of people out there. I mean, they're, they're, they really aren't. And yeah, that's that's what I said yesterday. I feel like Spurs fans have come down to now. He is what he is. I I, I really feel yeah. that's the vibe now. He, he's just he is mm-hmm. what he is. Hey, uh, Danny, we're running out of time here on this fan episode of Locked On Spurs. Danny, tell everybody they can chat with you, whether it's about your takes right here on Locked On Spurs or just talking Spurs in general. At Danny Sanders 80, you can always follow me there. Um, may not always agree with my takes. Sometimes I get accused of being no. salty, Jeff. Is that, is that true? No, I mean, I, no, I, you just. I don't, I don't see myself as being that way, but I, I guess I was told that earlier, so I don't know. Maybe more I might have to reevaluate. <laughs> yeah, more, more reason for everybody to go check out Danny on his Twitter page at Danny's. I'm sorry, Danny. One more time. What is it again? At Danny Sanders 80. Is that correct? At, at Danny Sanders 80, yes. Yeah, yeah. Go follow it. Follow right it your own peril. There you go. Hey, he warned you, so uh, you've been warned. Uh, make sure to subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, the new Odyssey app, your smart speaker. It's all there's just just no excuse for you to not tune in to Locked On Spurs. So for Danny, I guess what? Quote unquote salty Sanders because his fans are always getting at you. There's a that. joke that I'll make, but I will, I will, I will keep myself from making it because I know there's a family program. But yes, Dan, at Danny Sandy, Sanders eighty, the salty one, <laughs> the salty one. Yeah, at Dan- <laughs> the salty so for one. <laughs> yeah for Danny the salty one Sanders, I am Jeff Garcia. <laughs> We're gonna put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. <laughs>